I'm off my notes, but just go with me. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 that all who are led by God have the right to be called the sons of God. And I just felt in my spirit to say this to somebody that you can take for granted the glory of God if you're not careful. And you could have maybe grown up. Sometimes people have grown up in church are the worst offenders because we've seen it all, we've done it all, and then we just become all too familiar with the glory and the presence of the Lord. And Eli, as a priest, the Bible said he got old and fat, which meant that he got lazy, got lethargic, and his sons were sleeping with prostitutes in the temple of God, desecrating the temple of God. It was the resting place for the Ark of the Covenant, the glory of God that we're talking about. And... You know, they were fooling around with money. There was all kinds of issues going on in that church. And he was the judge of the land. He was the priest. Think about this. And so we could say they were taking for granted the glory of the God. How many know what the Ark of the Covenant is? You ever see that picture? You got a picture of that? You can show them back there. You can Google, Google image about anything. There's a picture. So it literally represented the Old Testament, the tangible presence of the Lord. The glory of God. We're in, this is a six-part series on the glory of God that we're writing as God leads us. And this was, at that time, it was in a place called Shiloh. Everybody say Shiloh. Yeah, the name literally means the place where the glory of God rested. And, but he got very over-familiar. He got old. He got fat. He started getting lazy, and he was letting his sons do whatever they wanted to do. And they were, again, with prostitutes, sleeping in the house of God. They were messing around with money. There was all kinds of, of, of sinfulness going on. And uh, the Bible said that uh, while they were taking for granted the glory of God, that there was a battle that went on. How many know the church comes under battles and attacks even when we're doing what's right? Okay? And what happened was the Ark of the Covenant, the glory of God was stolen out of the house. And meanwhile, uh, his sons were killed. But meanwhile, besides all that, his daughter was great with child. His daughter-in-law, she was pregnant. And she gave birth to the child at the same time the glory of God was taken, was stolen from the house of God because of over-familiarity. You know, how many know that familiarity breeds contempt is the old saying, okay? We get over-familiar. We got it all figured out what God's going to do here on a Sunday morning. And, you know, we're going to sing a few songs and you know, hopefully it won't take too long, and then we're going to have a message, and we're going to get out of here and go have dinner and go take a big old nap or something like that. Folks, don't put God in a box. Don't put God in a box of religion. Just because it's what you've always known, that doesn't mean that God has been part of it. And the Bible said that when she gave birth to that child, at the same time the Ark of the Covenant was stolen, the glory of God was removed from the house of God. They said, what shall we name this child? And she said, Ichabod, because the glory of God has departed from the house. And the Bible said, Eli, the priest, when they came to him and said, your sons have been taken, they've been murdered, the glory of God, the Ark of the Covenant has been stolen out of the house of God. The Bible said he was sitting, and I remember this from, from the historical books, course, years ago, he was sitting on a, what they call a kisse in the original language, but he felt, when he got the news, he fell back over, broke his neck, and he died instantly. We have to be so careful. You gotta be careful how we dress. We're not, we're not called to look like the world, talk like the world, act like the world, and dress like the world. 
And I've never been a clothesline preacher, but I just want to say, folks, you know, we've got to be careful moving into summer months now. People are wearing this clothing, and, you know, every crevice is showing or coming. This is God's house. I said, this is God's house. And we're to respect and revere the presence of the Lord. And I fear God. I fear God. I, I love to joke around and, you know, and have fun like anybody else. But listen, I, there's a reverence for God. And we don't want to lose that here. In the freedom of worship, we have to be careful that we... And that's what happened because the people came to the house of God where Eli the high priest was to worship and to revere and respect the tangible presence of the Lord, the glory of God. And now it was taken. And I'm telling you, I don't want to be part of a church that the glory of God is not welcome. And how many understand you can grieve the Holy Spirit? You really can. We, we can grieve them with even our own thought patterns if we're not careful. So I just wanted to say that at the outset, and, and, and I just felt led to kind of going in that direction. But, you know, Acts chapter 2, and we talked about it last week on Pentecost Sunday, that when the day of Pentecost had fully come, the Bible said the 120 were gathered in the upper room. And suddenly, there was a sound of a blowing or violent wind that came from heaven. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest, came to touch each of them. All of a sudden, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. How many know we believe in the Holy Ghost here? We want the glory of God. Amen? Brother Herschel, it's good to see you folks back. God bless you. Give them a big hand. Our friends from the South. Amen. Great Church of God people, their background. Thank God for the Church of God. Amen? Some of them guys can preach. Right? Uh, when I heard uh, Dr. Fauci, although I'm not a fan of Dr. Fauci, when I heard him preach, I thought it was like, I think somebody said, it sounds like he's preached three Church of God camp meetings. <laughs> anyway, only these, a few of us would get that one. But uh, the raspy voice, anyway, it's okay. It's an inside joke. <laughs> Praise God. So I said to you that there's senses. We sense God. Everybody say, we sense God by the five senses, and uh, we talked about um, the tasting. How do you taste of God? Well, the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I said to you, you've got to be able to taste it before you can see it. You've got to experience it. Many people have uh, premonitions about what we do here on the weekend and, and the type of church we are because they've seen some crazy person on TBN with, uh, you know, blue hair, a banana yellow suit, and his wife looks like she lost the paintball war on her face. <laughs> you ever see anybody like that? My God, it's like crazy Christian crazy or something like that. You know, how many know that God is not into weird people? He's into regular people who know that we serve an awesome and a holy God. Can you say amen? <laughs> but we sense God through our senses. And the Bible says in Psalm, David said, taste, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Once you've tasted of that, and why do you think hell fights people so hard to be in a church like this? Well, because of the aforementioned, there's deliverance, there's healing, there's breakthroughs, there's restorations of broken homes and families. Can you say amen? You know, bodily healings, divine miracles on display in a meeting, just like our sister Wednesday night that said, man, that pain is completely lifted after like three weeks of just not being able to sleep. 
and no one ever laid hands on her. I didn't even know she was going through all that. But the Bible says, you know, you look at this, they're mentioned in there, suddenly there was a sound, there's hearing, there's seeing, there's feeling, there's speaking, there's tongues, and so taste and see. So we got there. We got there last week, and I'm not going to repeat all that for the sake of time. You can get the tape or the CD or the whatever they use, the podcast or something. But tasting, seeing, and then I want to talk to you about, uh, I want to talk to you about the next sense, which would be hearing. Everybody say hearing. How many believe you can hear the glory of God? You can hear it. Acts 2, suddenly a sound out of heaven. Can you imagine what it sounds like in heaven? I told you last week I had one, one glimpse one time that I, when I pulled out the banner in our old church, and that's one reason why we made it up here, because I remember rolling it out at like midnight in our old church, and I got it out of the revival in Brownsville. It was nothing mystical about the fabric. It was just that God was doing something unique in that season. And I started to worship the Lord, and I literally could hear Brother Stephen Bonnie and echo like angels, angelic beings in, in heaven. How many of you believe in angels? Amen. If you don't, you need to read your Bible. The B-I-B-L-E, okay? You can hardly turn a couple pages without seeing an angelic being, right? Angels, demons, unseen realm. Just because you haven't seen one doesn't mean that they don't exist. You ought to thank God, if not for nothing else, that they're watching over you since you were even in the womb of your mom. And while you sleep, they're protecting your household. Amen? Psalm 91, no deadly plague shall come near thy dwelling place. Amen? Some of us months ago, I told, him, I told you, I said, take the anointing oil. It was real simple. Take the anointing oil and put it over the doorpost of your house, and I promise you, you're not going to get sick. How many did that? Any of you folks get COVID-19? Okay. So we believe God's word is true in this house, right? It might seem crazy to the world because it is crazy to the world. Why? Because the Bible says that, that the preaching of the cross is foolishness to who? Them that perish, not to we that have eternal life. And so we can hear the glory of God. Hear the glory of God. There's so many verses. I just give you a few. You know Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen? When I'm preaching, even now, when you're listening to faith preaching, it's constantly building, building, building your faith. Your faith needs to be built, 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 and built. Amen? Strengthen from faith to faith, from glory to glory. John 16, 13. The Spirit shows us what is true and will come and guide you into full truth. The Spirit doesn't speak on its own. This is John 16, 13. He will tell you only what he has heard from me. And he will let you know what is going to happen. People, I'm so afraid what's going to happen. Read your Bible. Amen? Spend time with Jesus. If you let your focus get off of, you know, I haven't watched the news. I, I haven't turned the TV on. I can't even tell you when. I don't want to know. You know, I could get the weather on my phone. I don't need to listen to all the... <laughs> All that stuff. Because your mind becomes polluted. And, and you, you listen, we got enough distractions in the world without swallowing hook, line, and sinker, what every person with an agenda and a microphone wants to tell us. We need the good news. That's what this is about. Amen? The tangible presence of the Lord. Jeremiah 33.3, ask me and I will tell you these things. Hearing, you got to be able to hear it. I will tell you these things that you do not know and you can't find out on your own. 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture. Everybody say, all Scripture. 
is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, you are, me are, we're, we're, we're servants of God. I am maybe thoroughly equipped for every good work. Hebrews 1 and 1 through 5, in, in past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways, but these last days he has spoken to us by the Son. Again, this is at the recording of Scripture. By the Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, and through him whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of, here it is, God's glory. Can you say amen? The Son, Lord Jesus Christ, is the radiance, the eminence of his glory. Are you still with me? And after he had provided purification for the sins on the cross, he sat down, speaking of Jesus, at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. It's a beautiful verse. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Can you say amen? Riots, protesting. Look, I'm all for peaceful protesting, okay? What happened to the Floyd family should have never have happened. We know that was wrong. Nine, listen, 96.5% of all Americans, that means all races. You realize in Los Angeles, California, where our sister's from, I've been there many times, they speak 243 languages daily. So all of America, in a recent survey, said 96.5% that that was blatantly wrong. That should have never happened. Okay, we agree on that. Pretty obvious. We, we, we agree that was blatantly wrong. And we're not against peaceful protesting. But riots and looting, we are. Looting and shooting and, you know, bricks just appearing out of nowhere. Fire bombs. You know, how many know that there's an agenda that hell will use anything to get our eyes off the presence of God, the glory of God, and the power of God, the leading of the Holy Spirit that unifies and causes division? So, you know, we need to be able to hear the voice of God. Amen? And that's why I felt so strongly. They said, we're going to do drive-by prayer meeting Wednesday night, or we're going to do an old-fashioned Bible study in Acts. We've been in Acts since the beginning of, of the year. I said, no, we need to pray, church. We need to pray. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. That's us. We're the people of God. Amen? And turn from their wicked ways. It's not just praying and then continuing down the same path of destruction, anarchy. It's saying turning from your wicked ways. Then God said, and only then will I hear from heaven. He'll hear us. We hear him, but he hears us. And I will do what? Heal their land. Our land needs to be healed unlike ever before, folks. It's just, you know, absolutely. I mean, we're in, they're in Honesdale on Thursday having this massive protest a good friend of mine who happens to be a business owner up there and knows everybody, he called me. He goes, you know, I'm just asking you to pray because they're bringing like busloads of people from Philadelphia up here to protest. And I'm like, what in the world are people from Philadelphia coming up here to protest? We got enough people to get our point across, okay? Can you say amen? And they're threatening. They're threatening that they're going to smash the church houses. And I'm like, oh, Lord, that church that we're about to be blessed with that sits right there like a towering edifice, like a light in that community that will soon be worshiping. How many know I'm prophesying? That will soon be worshiping in, and the glory and the power and the fire of God will transform lives in that place. 
We're not going to stand by and watch them desecrate the house of God. And so we rebuke that thought in Jesus' name. And I believe the angels of God were standing around those churches. God for the state police and, you know, everybody, they went door to door, literally shut down business. Hey, please close early, right? I'm going to tell them the truth. Up in Wayne County, close down your business early, please. We need to, you know, batten down the hatches. We've got people coming here with waving flags and banners and rioting and yelling. All, thank God it was peaceful, right, Dave? You care? Not too far from where you guys live. I believe that we had angelic assistance in that. Because God knows. I said, God knows he's about to do something great in these last days. Can you say amen? So the glory of God, we can hear the glory of God. I've heard the glory of God in, in, on people worshiping the Lord. How about you? Amen? Stephen Bonnie, when I, when I, many times, especially in the revival, I hear uh, Brother Pastor Lyndall Cooley. Oh, my God. I mean, you could cut it with a knife, put it on a plate, and take it home with you. The difference between musically savvy and being anointed of God and learning how to flow in the glory of God. Can you say amen? Did I go over your head there? We need the glory of God. Look at your neighbor say, we need the glory of God. In our home too. And again, we got to hear it. I told you before about the priest who couldn't even minister us in 2 Chronicles 5. You can read that later. I've heard this one. I haven't experienced this one. But I've heard people also say that there's been times that they've actually smelt a, something in, in what... Now, I just want to ask, and believe me, I'm, I'm, I have faith to believe in, of God of any could do anything. Far above. Just because we haven't experienced it doesn't mean that God can't do it. Amen. How many of you, and I'll give you a couple of scriptures for this too, but how many of you could say, honestly, there's been a time I was engaged in a, in a, in a worship experience... I was in an altar service, uh, and I literally smelled something that was like, wow, this was like a fresh. Can I see your hands? But look at, look around. Senses. We sense the presence of the Lord. Can you say amen? Yeah. And uh, the Bible calls Jesus the sweet rose of Sharon. Solomon, <laughs> in the Song of Solomon, if it was written today, it would probably be X-rated, right? Church would be an outrage over that. It's actually in your Bible because God ordained marriage. Amen? He, he, he talks about it. He says this in Song of Solomon 1, verses 3 and 4, because of the fragrance of your good ointments, your name is ointment poured forth. Amen? That song we sing, dance with me, lover of my soul. My wife and I have a wonderful relationship. You know, it's not perfect, you know. Strange and wonderful, right? I'm strange and she's wonderful, amen? It's God. <laughs> but when we sing that, think about that. That's coming out of that text. Dance with me, oh, lover of my soul, to the song of all songs. Romance me, oh. Lover of my soul. How many know he's the lover of our soul? To the song of all songs. Whew. 
Paul says it in 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph and in Christ and through us diffuses. Listen, diffuses. How many of you have one of those little diffusers on your end stand at night? You put those essential oils in there, you know? Now, if you got a man bun, we'll pray for you, okay? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Amen. Thank God Starbucks is opening back up, right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just messing with some millennials right now. Amen. Praise God. I just can't see John Wayne with a man bun. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm just Oh, help me, Lord, help me. <laughs> Through Christ, listen, uh, he diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Amen? Do you believe that God could do it? Amen. Amen. Man, I was just reading, reading, reading this week about personal experiences that people have had in the glory of God, caught up in the presence of the Lord. One gal said there was an evangelist that came to town, and there was uh, just... She said, I, like, like our sister wasn't living right. I was caught up in some stuff, and I needed to get my heart clean before Jesus, and I knew it, and I was just felt like, ick, like dirty, you know. People that are in sin, they know they're in sin, you know. That's why we don't need to scold them. We need to pray for them, amen, and love them, because that's what Jesus would have done, you know. And so she said, I was sitting in a service like this, and evangelist gave an altar call, and she said, I came forward, and Got, made, you know, got it right with God. I laid down my burdens at the altar. And then she said, then I moved into a time of laying on a hands. And she said, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, began to speak in tongues. And she said, I got so caught up in the presence. Listen, we believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit here. Amen. And flowing in God. She said, I was just so caught up. And there was people at the altar like we, we do here. And she said, I literally smelled, I had my eyes closed, but I could smell like I was literally standing in some kind of like a fresh like fresh rain. You know, how many know you can almost smell rain when it's coming? I, I just, uh, we just seeded our, our yard, like in a part of our yard. We ripped out all these shrubs. They were just like over, overgrown. There's so many shrubs. Anyway, we, Brother Joe, we, you know, I had to bring topsoil in and then, you know, fertilizer and all that stuff, right? And then you finally get the straw. Then you got to water it, right? And I was watering it night and day, night and day. Nothing was happening. And then the other day, a big old rainstorm came. Amen? And so it's a fragrance you can smell. I believe that it's maybe a picture of what God is doing here. That maybe we're working, we've tilled the soil. Is anybody here what I'm saying about the glory of God? We've tilled the soil, we've sowed in tears for many of us. Think about the people that have been in this church for over 50 years alone. Can we give them a big hand today? Amen? Praise God. Amen. And now we're seeing a harvest because they sowed seed, and that's how it happens when the rain of God comes. Amen? Amen. I'll give you this last one. You also can touch His glory. Now, you've got, if you touch it, it's gotta, you've got, He's got to touch you, and it's got to be the right way. It can't be like Uzzah, who got split rate, uh, breached in half because he was, why, was he, why did that happen? Because he was taking it for granted, maybe? because it was a methodology, we could talk about that. But that's not the focus of this last point this morning. We could touch the glory of God. There's so many scriptures. i just give you a couple. In our, in our text, Acts 2-3, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest upon them. How many know if something rests upon you, it's, it's touching you, right? <clears throat> Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration... I mean, you think about that. 
He says, come on up here with me. Come up a little higher. How many know God calls us to higher places? Come on up from the demon-possessed valley for a while. And he walks up there with Peter, James, and John, and the Bible said that, you know, Elias means Elijah and prophet. But watch this. But Jesus, this is what I want to get to, he starts to shine so bright that they almost couldn't even look at him with the glory of God. 78 times in your Bible, do you think God's trying to tell us something, a little bit about the glory, the tangible glory, far beyond what we've ever experienced in our own walk with God? There's depths of the glory. There's levels of the glory of God. Amen? And so he's on the Mount of Transfiguration. It's actually part of the West Bank property now. If you go to Israel with us next time, you'll see where I mean, but it's a very high place. And he's transfigured by the glory of God. So they're touched by this, right? What was it, a couple weeks ago, Heather? You shared that? What happened? No idea I was going to do this. Don't get too close to me. (laughs) Don't get too close to me, she says. We're practicing social distancing. (laughs) So in multiple services, like week after week, um, I have been feeling the Holy Spirit really heavy here. And each time now when Pastor Terry has walked down and my eyes are closed, I could feel like this uh, force pushing up against me. And I'm, I keep telling them, I, I hang on to the seat for, <laughs> for all my might so I don't fall over in my seat. <laughs> but it's been happening uh, ever since we had the one with the night, when uh, we were speaking about the night um, up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, and it was that, and then it was like almost every uh, service since then. Yeah. God bless you, Heather. Amen. That's why you don't want to fall asleep when you're here, because I might hand you the microphone. Everybody will look at you, and they'll zoom the camera in, and everybody in in the world will see you. Uh, Touched by the glory of God. I'll just give you one more example. How about the woman with the issue of blood, 12 years? Come on, there's so many here. So many, right? She said, if I could just touch his glory, the hem, just the hem. I know, come on somebody, I know that I will be made whole. Twelve years is a long time to be sick, bleeding out. I mean, you, you would have no strength if you were bleeding like that as a person, right? Agreed? And she said, you know, she spent, the Bible said that she spent all of her resources on doctors. I'm not anti-doctor. My wife is a nurse. You want to call me Dr. Dross, that's okay. Somebody called me senator this week because I put a picture of my, me and my bride from a few years ago. And I was like, I'll receive that, amen? Praise God. Washington, D.C. needs a tongue-talking Holy Ghost man of God. Can you say amen? <laughs> Praise God. But I'm just saying, like, you know, sometimes people exhaust all their resources. How many know that there's things that doctors just can't cure? There's not a pill for every ill, as one might perceive. There are things that only Dr. Jesus can heal. Can you say amen? amen? And he can heal your body too. Hey, guys, we hope you enjoyed that message. And if you did, take a photo of yourself listening and tag us on social media at Peckville Assembly of God. We'll see you next time. And remember, we love you, God loves you, and may God's richest blessing be yours.